It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Concierge for Better Living with your host, Doc Rob. Hello and good day. This is Doc Rob, Dr. Rob Streisfeld, your concierge to better living on CannabisRadio.com, iHeartRadio, and uh, so many other great platforms sharing good information on health, wellness, cannabis, plant medicine, all these things that we're needing to learn more about, promote more about. It's great to have everyone on today, listening, sharing. Don't forget to go on social media, send in your questions. There's Concierge for Better Living page on Facebook. Find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those wonderful platforms, Doc Rob. And don't forget to check out my book, The Cannabis Conundrum. Uh, the ebook is still 99 cents on Amazon. Getting great feedback. Check it out. And this is just, again, the beginning of many other volumes of the cannabis conundrum and there's so many things to talk about that was the whole premise different concepts from investing to uh product development to formulation but one of the things we're going to talk about today is something very near and dear to me is growing quality plants sustainably with the sunlight outdoors fresh air the right way and for that i'm very excited to have our guest today sam ludwig and julia jacobson from astor farms out there in california welcome to the show today guys thanks for being on hi thanks for having us yeah we're excited to be on thanks yeah it's uh it's wonderful you know i i've been fortunate enough to be part of the industry for many years been a plant-based advocate and even before cannabis really respecting about the, the farmer and the ground. I grew up in upstate New York in the Catskills. I love the farmer's market. I love getting stuff from the local farmers. Um, really pride. There's a lot of intention put into that. Tell us a little bit about your, your project, Astor Farms, and, and some of the specialties and some things that you guys are doing up there. Yeah, absolutely. So we have to go back in history a little bit to begin the Astor story. So Sam's grandparents about 50 years ago moved to the Anderson Valley um, up on a ranch really high up overlooking all of the valleys and hills and the ocean and everything. It's just absolutely beautiful. And they've been growing cannabis for personal use for about 50 years there. Um, the ranch is also completely off the grid and sustainable. So they grow all of their own produce, raise their own cattle, um, you know, are all solar, have their own well. And so that really inspired us um, to go forward with Aster Farms in the way that we have, caring about sustainability, organic practices, and, you know, giving back to the environment only good things. Yeah, that's really important. I mean, again, California has always been kind of a, a leader in this mindset of, of doing it right and being organic and being eco-friendly. Um, you know, but I, I think you see as the industry has evolved, you know, the people are going into greenhouses, they're doing different types of growing techniques. What do you find as far as, again, is the quality or the benefits of that sun-grown outdoor eco-friendly approach? 
Yeah, you know, everything is beneficial about growing outdoors. Um, we grow in ground in live soil and our turpin profiles are about double, um, sometimes higher what you get from an indoor grow operation. Um, you know, terroir is a very real thing when it comes to cannabis grown outdoors. Uh, we also really believe in full spectrum sunlight. We get a better cannabinoid profile um, and a more complex structure to our cannabis. And, you know, research every day comes out pointing more in the direction of full spectrum sunlight being an important piece um, of the pie. And same thing for terpenes. Um, you know, terpenes really affect the effects that you feel from cannabis. So we believe, you know, just those two things alone make it absolutely the right choice, even just for growing a quality product for consumers, even taking the environmental aspect out of it. Yeah, and I mean, if you also look at all the data around the amount of energy that is consumed across the United States from indoor cultivations, I believe it's about 1% of total energy use in the United States goes to indoor cultivation. You know, and we're trying to use low energy. We're, we're basically trying to use no energy as, as much as possible. But I just think that's an astounding fact that the 1% of all energy used in the United States is going towards indoor facilities of cannabis, which, which is obviously a significant amount of, of power being uh, generated and consumed specifically for that type of cannabis, which we believe is an inferior product to outdoor cannabis. Right. I was just going to say, like, you know, you, you have some of these points just to kind of recap and say, okay, we get a better product, you know, with better terpene profiles, better overall experience. You're talking about energy and sustainability, You're not worrying about being on the grid and using the, the, you know, the sun's natural energy to produce these plants. And then of course, you know, um, you know, I, I just think that, you know, in nature in general, you're talking outdoor, you're talking about soil, talking about all the elements that's part of this, uh, endeavor again in Denver and other major markets. Yeah, like you said, we're seeing tremendous consumption of of, of power and energy for indoor cultivation. And, and and from my experience, I've also said the same thing: is I don't find the same experience, the same quality from what I'm you know what I would expect from a really well done outdoor sunlight grown product. Uh, so it's, it's all those kind of attributes are really. Uh, really key, and I'm glad you guys are, are. It's probably not the easiest way to grow. I think that's probably something need, people need to understand. It may not be the easiest, but it's worth the extra work. That's kind of the, the takeaway. Yeah, and you know, I wouldn't necessarily say it's not the easiest. You know, we get help from the sunlight, we get help mm -hmm. from the rain. Um, you know, we have an entire ecosystem of insects, and that's a great thing. We have predatory insects like ladybugs and praying mantis, and they keep the pests away for us. So we don't have to spray or use chemicals, even if we're using organic compounds. We don't have to spray for pests because we have an entire ecosystem of bugs doing it for us. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a great way to grow. And, you know, it, it is very difficult in terms of you can't just pick it up one day and say, I'm going to go start growing outdoor cannabis and think that you're going to get a great yield. Um, you do have to have 
real knowledge and skill. Um, you know, our uh, director of cultivation at Astor Farms has been cultivating for over 15 years just in cannabis alone. And prior to that, he was actually in the Berkshires growing microgreens. Um, so he has a really strong knowledge of cultivation um, in general and also of cannabis. So, you know, it does take knowledge um, and skill, but we have the help of the sun. We have the help of the bugs. Um, so it, it's a great way to do it. And, and that's a good point. I mean, experience comes into play here. I think, you know, uh, was it Sam's family that, that basically has a background in organic and sustainable growing? Is that, you know, it's not a, oh, let's take, let's just jump into cannabis. This comes from uh, many years and many generations of, of being passionate about being part of the plant world and, and hands down in the soil. Yeah, and I think just generationally as well. I mean, we're both in our mid-30s and we see so many of our peers turning back to the land in a way. You know, we do, you know, I think a lot of us shop at, uh, you know, organic markets at, at um, what's the word? Whole I'm looking at, well, I sure at Whole Foods, at farmer's markets, pardon, farmer's markets, what I was looking for. You know, we, we are caring about the land again um, and we want, and we think that trickles into cannabis and consumption across you know, everything that people buy, whether it's, uh, you know, their clothes, their shoes, their food, their medicine, people are really starting to care more about uh, how things are grown, where things are grown, and the conditions that they're grown in. I'm 100% on board with that. It's something that I'm passionate about. I see the generations are, are redirecting back to the sustainability, but also know your food sources, know your, know your, your traceability to that. Um, for me, I, one of the things I want to talk to you guys about is, you know, I'm working on projects as well in Jamaica, for example, and to do it off the grid, sustainably, you know, outdoor sunlight and not just cannabis. We're talking about food and fruits and vegetables. I'm not just, you know, limiting to one crop. That whole concept to me is is where we need to be focusing for sure. And it's so nice to hear you guys are, you know, you know taking that, you know, all the way down the road and, and distributing some really high quality products to the, you know, specifically California market. Um, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. I want to learn a bit more about, you know, the, the genetics and some of the more of the things you guys are doing in California. Uh, this has been awesome. I'm, I'm a little envious. I'm not in California right now to do some sampling with you guys. It sounds like you've got some amazing stuff going on. So for our listeners, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I have Sam Ludwig and Julia Jacobson from Astor Farms uh, here on the show today. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more questions, more information. This is Doc Rob, your concierge to better living. The Concierge for Better Living will continue in a moment. The National Cannabis Industry Association's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo returns to San Jose, California's McInerney Convention Center July 22nd through the 24th. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com and take part in the most influential, award-winning cannabis conference and trade show hosted by the cannabis industry's only national trade association. NCIA's Cannabis Business Summit and Expo offers attendees three days of engagement and interactive programs. Arrive early so you can participate in our pre-conference workshops and off-site tours. Join hundreds upon hundreds of exhibitors and thousands upon thousands of attendees at NCIA's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo, July 22nd to the 24th in San Jose, California. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com. That's CannabisBusinessSummit.com. 
Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on cannabisradio.com. And we are back. You know, and as I said, this is something very cool. I, I, I kind of fumbled on the way out saying, I usually say better living and then I said better medicine. And the reason is because I'm looking at cannabis as our medicine. I'm looking at the way we are evolving this industry. I've said, you know, one of my latest mantras and some things I've been talking about on these, on the stage is that, you know, I'm not against tobacco as a plant, but I, I have issues with the tobacco industry. Uh, I'm not necessarily an anti-vaxxer or have issues with vaccines, but I do have concerns about the vaccine industry. I say the same thing with cannabis. I'm a big fan of cannabis as a plant. I do have some concerns about the emerging cannabis industry and how we're going to steward this plant into our culture, into our society, or back into it, say, more appropriately. Um, you know, that's one of the things I, I've been, you know, really looking at when it comes to, we've had guests talking about sustainability in HVAC and lighting systems when they do choose to do indoor growing. But I, one of the things that California pops up is always about water. Have you found that's an issue with your growing is water access, water rights? I know you said the rain is there for us, but even some states make it illegal to collect rainwater. So doing this kind of off the grid, sustainable type of approach to growing has, has that been an issue for you guys at all? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I just want to clarify that on our commercial farm property, we do use some electricity um, to power our office and our processing facility. But the actual cultivation itself is, is um, it does not use any electricity. Um, but when it comes to water rights, so, you know, Noah Cornell, who's our director of cultivation, he was actually a watershed consultant for many years. Um, so he is incredibly knowledgeable about all of the water rights and water protection and all of that. Um, And specifically for cannabis, having been a consultant, he was the first call to go to a farm and see if they could even pass inspections to grow cannabis. Um, So we're very 
very lucky to have him as our partner. Um, and on our, our farm property, we do have an unnamed spring um, that we are able to pull from at certain times of the year. Um, we also have an ag pond that we collect rainwater in. Um, in California, uh, as opposed to many of the other states, like you said, the environmental regulations are incredibly strict. Um, there's something called CEQA, the California Environmental Quality Act. And you may have an amazing property, all the best intentions to grow organic, sustainable, have all the money in the world to you know, put into your property, and your property just n might not pass CEQA. And that's everything from bird migration patterns to how um, any sediment or any chemicals or any materials could leach into the soil or into waterways. And, you know, as strict as it is and as much of a headache as it is for us, um, you know, we're dealing with it every day, even though we have a watershed consultant on the team. Um, I'm happy that that's how California decided to roll out cannabis, because this is the first time that we can start fresh with an agricultural product. And we've seen what other agricultural products have done to the soil, the water, the land, even to consumers, um, including the supply chain, how we're able to do recalls on lettuce that has E. coli in it. So I'm really, we are really happy that California has instituted such strict guidelines to the environmental aspects of this. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's something we have to swallow and know that we're doing better for the world uh, by following these rules and, and cultivating in this way. I think it's great. Again, yeah, it's always going to be challenges. I think people have to realize that this is, especially cannabis, is not an easy endeavor. Um, and it's always going to be challenges, but it, it, it can be very well worth it, uh, not just financially, but for the impact you have on the consumers. So for the most part, you guys are, are, are focusing on flour, right? It's not a bunch of derivatives or extraction. You guys are just producing a premium, sun-grown, organic-style, you know, high-quality line of flowers in my in my. That is correct. We we are also offering pre-rolls, but yes, everything is in the flower form. Very nice. Very nice. I think that's key. I mean, there's always ways to break it down, but there's still something to be said about a really true high quality flower um, coming from that, you know, that California region is, is something that I wish, again, as I said, jokingly, but not so much, I had more regular access to because of the quality and the, and, and the, and the effectiveness. Now, when we talk about that, I know part of what gets you motivated Sam you have a history in farming and, and and you know and so forth but Julie it sounds like you like most people getting into this space came from a personal necessity or health issue or something that drove you down this down this path to, to promote cannabis is there anything you'd share about that I know that's something that may have inspired you to, to, to make a high quality product like this yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I've been using cannabis medicinally for a while, um, also recreationally, but medicinally um, has been a very important thing in my life. Um, I have struggled from anxiety and insomnia, um, and I have found that cannabis is a better sleep aid for me um, than pharmaceutical drugs that I had tried. Um, you know, I had been on many different kinds of, you know, Ambien and sleep relaxing uh, tranquilizers, and they're horrible. They're there you can get addicted to them um, and so that was kind of my first experience in using cannabis um, medicinally and 
um, I also have chronic migraines. So I have been um, using both CBD, but cannabis-derived CBD, as well as cannabis um, for my migraines, both prophylactically and when I have attacks. Um, so it has been very important to me um, and important to my quality of life. And that really inspired me. Um, my mom also has a, a sister disease to MS, and she has turned to cannabis as well to help with some of the symptoms that, um, you know, normal traditional medicine has not been able to solve. Um, and, you know, for us, we saw that there was the brand that we wanted to address those issues. Um, we didn't see on the market. Um, you know, we wanted something that was discreet. Um, so in all of our packaging and our branding, we try to be discreet about the fact that it's cannabis. Um, we wanted something that really evoked all of our ethos about sustainability and caring about the land and caring about the people. Um, and so, yeah, the medicinal side and my experience um, definitely was a big driver in us coming together and starting Astro Farms. Very cool. And again, I love what you're saying, even with packaging, even with this, you know, discreet but high quality. That's why I wanted to have you guys on the show today. Really, to, you know, there's so many different types of growers. I like, you know, I talk to some of these guys that are doing large-scale greenhouses and large-scale cultivations, almost like I always refer to the beer industry, like the Anheuser-Busch's, the Budweiser's. But there's something to be said for the micro-brews, the small artisanal farms, the high-quality, you know, really you know, hand trimmed, you know, batches of really great flour. And, you know, I think that there's something that there's going to be a market for that. There's a need for that. And especially when you have people that have certain issues health wise to find a, a, a flour or product, maybe you found the right genetics, the right strain that worked for your headaches or for your condition. Maybe it's something to learning about the terpene profiles through that, but it's to have that high quality clean. And, and one of the things you guys have brought up, you know, is no pesticides, no nasty chemicals. You can use um, ladybugs to get rid of aphids and other things naturally. It's so cool when you can use the ecosystem to make such a high quality product, whether it be for medical uses or just uh, adult consumption or, you know, what we say recreational. Uh, I think that's really a great uh, kind of, you know, option to have and I'm again I'm, I'm looking forward to coming out to California again soon just to come check out some stuff some pre-rolls or some flowers absolutely Great. happy to have you yeah it's again it's funny I was just in Las Vegas and I went to a couple different dispensaries and to see how they're presenting their flower how they talk about their flower um you know, again, it, it's how is it being done in, in, in Vegas, the, the, the dryness of the buds compared to, you know, a California flower to in South Florida. Many years ago, we had uh, the crippies, a sticky bud that was so sticky and gooey. It would, you could throw it against the wall. It would stick on the wall. <laughs> uh, it's so interesting to see this this emerging category of, of, of flower and quality, but sounds like you guys have something really special up there in, in California. Um Again, it's it's not just about how much can we sell, but how good quality and what kind of experience can we deliver. Um, you see this in wine. I guess you, know, you also see it in the wine country too. You could have these large-scale wine manufacturers are selling, you know, every store, or you have some that are a little bit more selective, um, but doing a little bit higher quality, organic, biodynamic, smaller batches. And I think that's really uh, amazing. How big is how much acreage or how much land are you guys working on currently? Sure. So we currently have 50,000 square feet of state licensed uh, cultivation. So that's uh, 44,000 square feet of 
outdoor and 5,000 square feet of greenhouse flower. Very and nice. So our intention is to now, uh, you know, we're, we're in Lake County and, you know, we, we love Lake County. They've been really, really great and it's a beautiful place for growing. Uh, and so we're, our intention is to continue to build out our property up to three acres uh, by the end of this year. So, you know, our, our goal is to be, you know, craft at scale. And I think there's a lot to say about that, similar to uh, like a Lagunitas, which everybody knows the quality of Lagunitas and that you're going to get a reliable product. But you do know that they are also, you know, a, a well, well-oiled machine there too. So that's really what we're focused on is making sure that we're bringing, you know, the highest quality, sustainable cannabis to the market, but not necessarily thinking of it as a small batch. We're actually, you know, not doing that on purpose because there's a lot of that small batch craft cannabis that's coming from, you know, 5,000, 2,500 square feet. And so we're going to be a bigger farm than that. But we're bringing those same principles to, you know, we like to say we're bringing, you know, organic cannabis to the people. I love it. And, and, and knowing how to scale up into that commercial level, but keeping your, you know, your core principles, your quality controls, your, you know, your energy efficiencies, et cetera. That, that's a challenge. But like I said, it's, it's what needs to happen. It's going to be a major demand uh, consistently in California. And it's, 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 um, it's, it's, it's needed. I got to say another word to say that it's, it's just a great thing to be doing because there's so many people looking at the shortcuts, trying to push out, you know, as many pounds as possible and not really looking at the quality is quantity over quality. And there's a balance there, like you're saying, that you can have a, qu- a quantity, you know, increasing scale, but you want to maintain that quality of your brand, of your genetics, of your flowers, of your products. And I think really, um, really important and uh, something that I think people will try to model and, and, and use you guys probably as an example of success as this goes forward. I've got a group in Colorado that I've really enjoyed, you know, following because the way they do their sustainability, their living soil growing techniques and so forth. And these are things that will differentiate, you know, when this industry gets even bigger and bigger, which we're still in the early stages in my opinion. So. Yep, absolutely. Wonderful. We're going to take one more quick break. This has been awesome. We're going to come back with you guys, Sam and, and Julia. And uh, I want to ask a couple more questions about some of your favorite genetics, maybe, that you guys got going on right now. Uh, this is Doc Rob, your concierge for a better living. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. In 2018, the National Cannabis Industry Association saw a 60% increase in congressional co-sponsorship of their priority legislation, the federal legalization of hemp, as well as the election of a new Congress expected to be more cannabis friendly. NCIA will host our ninth annual Cannabis Industry Lobby Days, May 21st through 23rd in Washington, D.C. Join in, advocate for our industry, and forge a unified front with the industry's most politically engaged leaders. NCIA members from across the country descend on Capitol Hill for our annual Lobby Days event to tell their stories and advocate for federal reforms needed for our industry to reach its full potential. Make your plans now to be at the National Cannabis Industry Association's 9th Annual Cannabis Industry Lobby Days in Washington, D.C. 
register for Lobby Days, and learn how NCIA works to advance the cannabis industry's policy agenda every day at www.thecannabisindustry.org slash lobbydays2019. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on CannabisRadio.com. And we are back once again, wrapping up another wonderful show, another episode of Concierge for Better Living on Cannabis Radio and iHeart. Today's guests, Sam Ludwig and Julia Jacobson from Astor Farms, really Again, have me excited because this is a, I'm, a, I'm a purist. I'm a snob. I've been doing this in food. I've been doing this in nutraceuticals for all many years. And to know that, you know, you have people out there doing it right, growing high quality flour um, in, in, a, in a joking way, making my mouth water. Like, I love to hear it. It gets me excited to know you got good quality products. It, it's, I've got a couple other friends in California that are doing some really high quality stuff. And you can really tell the difference. What what is maybe you know what is one or two of your most popular strains right now that you can you're getting good feedback on? I know you're distributing into you know dispensaries uh, throughout California. What what is some of the best feedback you're getting on? What is your 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 hallmark strains at the moment? Yeah, so our we have a few core strains. So our Maui OG, uh, we call it Radiant. It's a really clear-headed um, high, but you know makes you very creative and talkative. Um, so that's one of the crowd favorites is our Maui OG, and we have that all year round. Um, we also have a sour Maui, which we call our outer space, um, definitely not for newer consumers. Um, but we do really well with the tropical flavors, and we're growing things that aren't necessarily in um, at other farms. You know, we're, we're not growing the trendy gelatos and the trendy strains. We're growing kind of heritage strains. Um, and we love them and we stick to them and we try to perfect them. Um, so definitely our Maui OG and our Sour Maui. Uh, we had a Paris OG this year that people loved. It's a really true indica, great sleep aid. Uh, so we're going to continue that Paris OG and add it to our core collection. Very cool. And it sounds like you understand, uh, Julia, placement and marketing and retail is the operation side of this thing. I know you come from a, a more traditional retail um, you know, environment. How does that seem to be helping in navigating this, this you know, more and more competitive landscape in the dispensary market in California or even the adult you know, market? Yeah, I would say that, you know, there's a lot of price volatility happening right now. Um, when there's, you know, in Q4, there's a rush of outdoor product flooding the market. And then six months later, it starts to dry up and you're a little too early for the first light debt pull. Um, so the seasonality of it right now is really causing a lot of price volatility. And I think that my retail experience has lended itself to our success in, in stabilizing how we 
go to market with our prices. Um, you know, not fire selling back when everybody was fire selling uh, on 420 before the testing regulations changed. Um, you know, we held our price and we bet well, and the market had an undersupply and we um, hit it big. So, you know, really understanding how important price stability is as a brand um, it has been a, an important piece to bring to this crazy volatile uh, market that we have right now. Again, I think that's awesome insight, and I've heard that too from every from different states, not just the California market. I mean, people were talking about California a few years ago. You couldn't get rid of your trim, like it was like take it from me, please. And now you have people, you know, pre-ordering and contracting trim a year in advance. And there's the things that people have to understand as the market changes and shifts. And I've seen, like it sounds like yourself, someone that has some other industry experience, some out, you know, outside of the cannabis world experience, really provides some advantages in navigating, you know, this, 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 again, emerging industry that's got a lot of, you know, step, step forward one, step back one, move forward two. It's a little bit of a dance, a little cha-cha going on in California right now. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then, of course, you have all the taxes and changing regulations. And people always like, talk to me like, oh, I want to go get in the game. And I'm like, it's not that easy of a game. It's, it could be well worth it, but it's not that easy. And I really just, again, wanted to uh, have you guys on today appreciate you taking the time sharing a little bit about Astro Farms because I think that people need to understand that there are people doing it well doing it right maybe not trying to do everything like some companies and brands trying to launch every a product in every category but put your head down do it well be consistent high quality scale up as you know organically I'll use that term because you're gonna you know when it's appropriate and how it's appropriate and I think you guys are really uh so ones to watch and I'm looking forward to, to connecting in, to connecting further for, for people out there listening that want to learn more what's the website or any other social media what where could they find more information about Aster Farms sure yeah it's uh, just at www.asterfarms.com that's A-S-T-E-R farms.com uh, on Instagram we're at Aster Farms um, and that's pretty much where you can find information about us we are going to be doing a lot of education on, on Instagram about terpenes and cannabinoids so Please stay tuned if you want to get learned. Yeah, no, it's definitely good. I'm going to have to come out there and do a little video live streaming or something from the farms. This sounds like you guys have something really awesome. I want to learn more. As I said, as I'm getting more into farming myself, I don't come from that background, but I'm a good student. I have no ego. I love to learn from people that have been doing it a long time. And, um, you know, I think, like I said, the heritage, the land races, not trying to get all trendy, but doing some really high quality genetics, um, something that we want to do, obviously, in, in, in not just California, but California when it comes to this quality organic plant stuff leads the way and it sounds like you guys are leading the the charge so thank you again for coming on today i really appreciate sharing that insight we'll definitely have you on again at some point just to get an update and hear what's shaking at astro farms so um my pleasure to have you and uh thanks so yeah. much for having us yeah thank you very much it's been a pleasure no, again, and as things come up, you guys have insight, share, please stay in touch with me as well. Our listeners are, are definitely around that high quality. They want to be into better living, better health, best quality products on the market. So if you're out there listening, check out Astor Farms. If you're in California, um, this has been another wonderful show, another great episode of Concierge to Better Living. Thank you to everyone over at Cannabis Radio, all the producers, all of my support out there, all the sponsors and advertisers. Thank you out there, all my supporters, and for Doc Rob and the Cannabis Conundrum. 
we will be back. This is just another great episode. This is Doc Rob wishing you all all the best in health and happiness. Be well. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.